Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Right, I'm hearing fizzing through my earphones now. After Melly just rattled that. That sounds a bit better. Melly just doing some yoga here. <laughs> Do you need the table moved? Is it too close to you? No. This week, Celtic halt their meaning money train with a runaway victory over Alish Kert. Next stop is Tron Time as we face Old Fold Rosenberg. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tips. Hello and welcome to episode 142 of 20 Minute Tims. I am joined this week by Stephen. Hello there. Melly. Hello. I'm Jamie. And it only took me 17 goes to get Alish Kert <laughs> on the attend. Alish Kert. Skirt. Um, it's a good intro, by the way. Do you remember the film Money Train? Uh, with Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson failing to recapture the magic of uh, White Men White Can't, Can't Jump. Jump. Well, and J-Lo as well. Absolutely terrible. It's one of my favourite absolutely terrible films of the 90s. White Men Can't Jump's good, though. That was great. That's that's a brilliant movie. Uh, Melly, how was your weekend? You were in Gay Paris. I was absolutely smashing, yes. How many, how many bands did you see there? Loads and loads. Red bands. bands, I hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me guess. Loads of hoop stops, by the way. Was there? Mm-hmm. What was Ridiculous the name? Of, what was the name of the festival? Lollapalooza. You must, be, must be taking over France now with all the, all the French boys in the team. Oh well, yeah, I, I, I always thought Lollapalooza was like a punk thing, but it was like Stereophonics, Kasabian type gimmick that year, wasn't no, it? No Gallagher. All the usuals. All the usuals. Stephen. Basically, everyone that headlined Teen the Park fifteen years ago. They just scooped up Glasgow and stuck it in Paris a, for the weekend. A cultural explosion. I'm <laughs> sure it was sensational. Uh, Stephen, did you get up to much this weekend? No, just practicing podcasting, just watching football, and I've got to say you're getting better at yep, it. Concentrating you're, hard you're, on podcasting. You're getting, you're getting, you're being able to look as nigh when you speak to us now instead of at your feet, <laughs> which I've been doing. Which for, are bare at the moment. Yeah, yeah. just to <laughs> peek behind the curtain for nearly four years. Oh, you shouldn't say things about feet because as you know, I buy a lot of trainers. Mm. I, I, you know, I've, I've wound it down from four pairs a month to maybe one every couple of months, and I started to sell them on eBay because they were just taking up so much room, and I'd sold the old ones, and this guy kept buying them for a lot of money, and he eventually started asking me questions like, do you wear your bare feet in them? How sweaty are they? Are they really sweaty? At which point I deleted my eBay account. So <laughs> let, that's just a warning for you there, Stephen. Um, don't a expose the public to what you're wearing on your feet. Delightful story to kick off the podcast this week. This is why you tune in, listen. Maybe <laughs> he listens. True. If he listens, please don't contact me again. Um, here it is. Alashirt three nil. Melly Skirt. Alashirt. I done it again. Uh, you were at it, Melly. Yes. I was at it. Yes. Stroll in the park. Oh, a thoroughly professional performance. Apart from one man. Apart, we can get to him in a minute. But no, forget that. Tell me about the lights. <laughs> they were they were bright. I didn't want to say it. They're too bright. 
I seen somebody on Twitter say it was far too bright. I was seeing spots. <laughs> one was one was shining directly into my face. Uh, no matter what way I looked, right or left, it was blinding. Yeah. Although, how good was that grass? <sighs> Honestly, it's like a carpet. And and and, and we're, we made a joke about the grass last week, and everyone's like, "Oh, that grass looks sensational." Even this week, Scott Brown, you know, he's saying we dropped too many points at home, but now we've got that proper grass with no excuse. I'm like, ludicrous, ludicrous. You're hanging a lot on this grass, Bruni. Um, Mel, I want to see you stick with us two up front. Absolute boss that. If the two of them are fit, the two of them are on fire. It's majestic stuff. Just pace, power, absolutely brilliant. They will run teams ragged. I think we started with a, a 4 4 2, mm. but with the sending off so early on, that obviously changed. But the two of them up front are just going to bully defences all season. Everything we say tonight will be sort of sort of flavoured with the, the fact that, that this team weren't very good. Alishkir aren't much of, a, aren't much of a team, but for that reason, you look at what happened inside the actual performance. We've heard it all summer long. England fans are fond of telling us you can only beat what's put in front of you. And it's the way in which Celtic went about that that was the most impressive thing. I'm looking at the players and you know sometimes these, these games can be... We spoke a little bit about the last week, Mel. You said these games can be a bit of a slog. The friendlies can be a little bit dull at times. But it's been all all guns ablazing Aye, so we've far. Been, we've been flying. Players are, are combining well. Players are extremely fit, extremely hungry by the looks of it. And it was... It was a joy to watch, actually. Who was your Who was your standout in that game? It was a good few. Cham. Cham was that. Hmm. I was hoping you would say that. Aye. Just I see that flicky done. Oh. Aye. <laughs> so, he's he's really enjoying his football at the moment. Oh, just straight on from last season. Him, Dembele, Edward, and Forrest have just carried on what they were doing last season right into this season. We're just shredding teams now. It looks different a wee bit from Cham now because he's taking players on. He's getting yeah. down wings and taking players on and showing a little bit. of bit of trickery and bit of skill here and there. I have to say, right now though, free kicks are still absolutely oh, risible. Oh, corners too. <laughs> Again, talking about England, I was I was saying this during the game, you know, England at the World Cup were tremendous at set pieces. Yeah. We could use some of that. We yeah, could really use some of that at a set piece game. Um, the Melly scored the first goal, Melly. Just sheer power. Just Aye. couldn't get the ball off him. Just didn't give up. Lovely stuff. Ended Lovely up on his stuff. backside with five Alaskert players <laughs> around him. Still, still managed to score. Before that goal, he was fouled on the half. Well, kind of just inside the Alaskert half and stayed down for a couple of seconds while the the player who who had fouled him stayed down for the entirety of the the move until it was a goal. Hmm. I've tried to watch the replay. I tried to work out whether he had done that. Oh, I'm injured. Oh, I'm injured. Oh, wait, the ball's coming towards me. I'm back up and running again. Mm. I couldn't really tell. But in fairness, he could just go on with it. And to score from that position with no fewer than, what was it, five players in Aye. front of him, to have decked it in the, in the midst of the move as well. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I think he, was, he scored his 50th goal in this Aye. in this game, didn't he? I saw a great tweet doing the rounds. It was the still image of Dembele more or less on the ground with five or yeah. six other <laughs> players around him. And it was, what if I told you Dembele scored from this? <laughs> what also improved, um, impressed me about this game as well is how good Dembele is in his own box. There were several defensive headers he won from corners. Yeah. He's arguably the best defender in set pieces at Celtic at the moment. He's got, he's got everything in his locker that you want for a striker and the fact that Proper hamstrings would be a start, oh, there, well, but we'll come with that. <laughs> uh, with Edward up front beside him, they're obviously friends, you can tell that on Instagram, right. him, Edward and Cham are friends, but Edward works really hard, yeah. and I yeah. think it makes them barely work harder, and because there's two of them, they're just pulling defences apart, whereas last season sometimes Dembele's up front himself, if the other team will just get everybody behind the ball, 
doesn't really have much space, but Edouard can take the ball in the channels. He's not scared to go go at teams, as we've seen when the counter-attack goal, if, and it just makes more space for Dembele, and the two of them are shredding them. If we can keep Dembele, we're on to big tings uh, next, week with a pair, uh, next season with a pair Absolutely. of those. Absolutely, and I don't think it's any coincidence that the three best players in the park against Alishkir are three the best of pals, they're, they're yeah. from the same country and all that as well. It's these relationships that work well. Yeah, like, 100%. Really. Do you think maybe that if we play this formation, you know, do you see a return to the team? If we keep this for anyone in particular that is out, I'm thinking Lustig, I'm thinking Scott Sinclair. You know, is there a place in this squad for these guys if if that 11 that played against Dallas Gert keep playing well? That 11, maybe Lustig comes in because I don't think... Going forward, Jack Henry's going to be the right back. But from what I've seen at the start, I was trying to figure out, I think it was Forrest on the right, Brown and Cham in the middle, and McGregor on the left, but he cut inside, obviously leaving the space for Tierney. So Sinclair could probably come in for McGregor. But again, are we just playing that because we've got the two of them up front? Where does Rogic fit into that when he's mm. back? So it's possibly just something right now that we're, it's working, but we're doing it with the players we have. There'll be uses for all these players. These, all these players will play a part. There's, it's not a case of just simply picking your best 11 and sticking with it all season. That If Celtic are to be successful this season, we're looking at 60, maybe 61, 62 games this season. It just yeah. it can't happen. These guys, long, will, old season. these guys will come in and play 20 games each. If John, as I said last week, if John McGinn signs, he'll play 20, 25 games easily just coming in and out of the team. I don't see Sinclair as, as being any different. He's got work to do. To impress because Edward, while combining well with Dembele, is drifting out to that left hand yeah. side and coming off it. He's beating guys down the, down the left hand side. He's doing everything that you want in Scott Sinclair's performances. So he's going to be difficult to dislodge. But he's, again, he's not. He's not going to play every game. So Scott Sinclair just has to be ready, ready to take his chance. Um, speaking of players that might not be playing much football this season, Jozo sent off. I've got sympathy for Jozo and this red card. To be perfectly honest with you, because. It was right in front of me, and as far as my recollection, he he tried to cushion the header. Yeah, the guy intercepted it, and I think Jozo instinctively stuck his foot out to try and tip the ball away, and the guy also at the same time made a move forwards. But I mean, it wasn't a particularly sore one, you know. Yeah. Even the guy did they make that much of it, if I remember correctly? No, I suppose not. But what I would counter with that is Jozo has played two hundred and eleven minutes of football since his last straight red. Uh, yeah. Brooks, that's that's always played. He's got a habit of doing these things. Wait, when was that? Remind people if they can remember. That would be March. So he only, he's only played a couple of games since then, mm. and he's come in and he's he's done this, the same thing again. It wasn't the, the most vicious of things, but you'd be screaming for it if it happened. Oh, to one yeah, of your players. He just yeah. he ran up and planted his boot right on the guy's hip. Yeah, uh, trying to recover from his own mistake. Lustig was guilty of that a few times last season, just fouling people to cover his own clumsy touches. And Jozo's done it again there. I can't imagine for a single second that. Brendan Rodgers is impressed with this because... He's really left us in the ship. Yeah, it took him a long time to get back in to the team after his last letdown at Ibrox. So really, really struggling now for the next game. I mean, Rosenberg on Wednesday. Um, who who plays... I mean, Lustig's back as Holiday. Is he fit enough to face Rosenberg? Mm, Boyata, is he even back yet? Is he returned? No, so. no he's not back. So we're, what, we're potentially going here two at the back of Hendry and Aya. I mean... And then like, what you're left with, though, who's who's either side of that? So I, Tierney, obviously, left back. You may have to go to a four, then, if... Well, if Lustig's back here, I'd say Henry moves inside one to partner Ayer. 
and it'll be Tierney and Lustig at fullbacks. Lustig. Yeah, well, that's assuming Lustig does come back. Yeah, after and that's assuming it. Lustig's fit. We've got Ralston, but he's not really featured at all pre season. It's, I mean, it's, again, I hear myself saying this, it shouldn't have gotten to this stage. It wasn't so long ago we were having a moan on this podcast about going into European qualifiers with Effie Ambrose and <laughs> Owen O'Connell as, as, as our available centre halves. And take what you like from this, but, you know, is Owen O'Connell and Effie Ambrose a million miles away from Christopher Iyer and Jack Henry? Yes. Yeah, you think so? Big Iyer's the man. Iyer is. The main man. Iyer's really coming on again. Iyer's a tiger. He, he just needs to. He, we, we did call a podcast that, didn't we? No, we called it Hearts on Iyer. Hearts on Iyer. <laughs> keep, that, keep that in the bank. Again, following on from last season, we knew it was going to be Iyer and somebody else. Mm. It was going to be what we'd hoped would be the new defender. Jojo has not done himself any favours. and it, He was really shaky in the first game as well. That's the other thing. Is that, yeah. just, just silly, even at the start, him and Gordon were getting us in trouble mm. with a... See if we got an offer for Jojo. See if we got an offer for Jojo, I'd take it. So would I, but we need them right, right now because we don't, no. we don't have him. Big, big Marv's injured again, so he's not going to make <laughs> Rosenberg. <laughs> so we're uh, really thin, but we've got a lot of centre-backs, but... We've not got a lot of quality ones or a lot of fit ones. So. Well, Christopher Iyer was singled out for praise this week for Brendan Rodgers. He, he referred to him as dominant and a natural leader for someone so young. So he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the main one against Rosenborg in the next in the next round. Funnily enough, he made his debut against Rosenborg hmm. this time last year. Um, that was his competitive debut at all for Celtic when he was thrown in out of pure necessity. Was he was saying bit on then? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's... The worry going into these games, the Rosenberg game, we kept clean sheets over the two legs, but when it got to a stand away, shit <laughs> hit the fan. Yeah. Aya collapsed. It's not very fair to be having a £30 million Champions League ties resting on a 19-year-old guy and a guy, Jack Henry, who's played his football in the Scottish Premier League. We'll, for we'll, we'll, we'll pull it back to that point after we discuss the game because... We all agree that Jozo sending off was legit um, and, he, and he should have walked. Dembele, was that legit, that penalty? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Never, never a penalty never, in a million never. years. The guy, it was a, a great run by Edward to get to that, that penalty, but the guy, the defender made an absolutely perfect like yeah. goal-saving challenge. I, I felt for the guy to be perfectly honest. Not a lot, an awful lot went Alice Gert's way, but that was a perfect tackle. It, it didn't even, even in real time, it didn't even look like a penalty. Mm-hmm. I could tell at the game because Edward's going towards goal. The guy tackles him, and the ball changes complete direction yeah, and goes tackle. out for the. But the referee is right behind it. I watched the highlights before I came of the the Celtic one where they've got those cameras in the ground. Yeah, and you you can see from behind the goal the ref's right behind it. So I don't see how what he thinks does he think Edward's hit the ball out that way and the guy's cleaned him out. I know. I've, no, no I, idea. No I, idea. I've no idea. It's quite funny watching Celtic TV on these things with them, um, with that incident and the sending off Jozo. It's, it's quite funny to hear them flapping around, mm-hmm. trying to trying just, their very best to, to justify it. <laughs> Although there's no way that's a red card. I'm sorry. That is as controversial as it comes. They watch a replay of him just basically studs up into the hip of the guy. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, you can see them giving, but. Mm. Aye, it's the position slowly <laughs> they climb down from their original position. Um, I thought Alashgar sort of lost their rag a wee bit. Some of their players, I thought they were quite lucky to stay to ten men. I think number eighteen. I didn't catch who it was, unless you want to use a good the lineups there. Number eighteen was running about charging mm. people. I'm pretty sure did he not 
tackles, didn't know, was it Bruni? He tackled with an elbow. Uh, Tierney, I Tierney, think he shoulder buzz Tierney in the face, which kept Tierney down for a wee bit. But I think was that the that was the Brazilian guy. Yeah, who was, was that who that was? Who's famous for attacking a ball boy? Oh, there you go. <laughs> was, do you know who else stuck out to me for Alistair was uh, they had like this wee fat number twenty. Oh, he loved a shot. He? It, it took all the shots. Shot. He was he was. But do you know who he reminded me of? We've all done it. We've all played fives or sevens, and there's been one guy turned up, and he's been a bit fat, and a bit overweight, and a pair of Adidas sambas that are older than us. And he didn't think he was up to much, but then he's got all the takers. Oh, he just yeah. doesn't. He just get. That's what that guy was like, pinging diagonals, pinging shots, hitting the free kicks. Uh, he was just like the playmaker, wasn't he? One of those um, guys, a bit older, but he loved a shot. Stung Gordon's fingers a few times, but if James Forrest had a highlight reel, it would be all European qualifier goals because he. Yeah. This is this is his favourite yeah, tournament, the favourite round of the favourite tournament. That not him the second top appearances for European games for a yeah. Celtic player. He's, he's one of the most decorated Scottish footballers of all time. <laughs> one of the most decorated people that have ever played the game in this That's him um, overtaking Bobby Lennox and Billy McNeil for huh? European appearances for Celtic. That's incredible. You cannot you cannot sh- well the European appearances one maybe but you can't shake a stick at what James Forrest has, has done. No, and he was like, great for that as, as well. Um his his goal. That was all grass. That was yeah, all yeah, yeah, grass. <laughs> that, that he came from an Alishkirk corner and mm. Celtic just broke up the but this is what I'm talking about, the fitness and the hunger at this stage of the season yeah. already. Celtic didn't need another goal, they're already five 0 against glorified amateurs at this point, and they're busting a gut to score that, that killer third, killer mm. sixth goal. I did think I thought Edward had held on to it too long, yes. but the pass was absolute Perfect. perfection. Yeah. And you know why? The grass. The grass. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe the grass. It was big. Yeah, it just it just held on to it for just a fraction of a second. Everyone thought too long. The whole the whole stadium. Everyone I thought watching at home like what was he doing? He's dilling on it. But it just poked it through. Poked it through. Perfect weight for Forrest to just let it come across himself. He finds that corner every time. He's so you know, many his goals. Yeah. If he did watch it, you. Are the same. If he keeps up getting into these positions and getting goals, he's going to be a really important player again. And if he can go down the wing and get the balls into the box for the two big men up top, grass, grass, lights <laughs> on at half time and everything. Oh, it looked like a proper European stadium. So that was Alashkert, Stephen. You said it six 0 against effectively glorified amateurs in a trip to Armenia. Um, Rosenberg next, Melly, and you touched on it. Really lacking a central defence. Jozo's away. Hendry's not really the answer. Marvin Comper is moaning about not playing any football whilst apparently being injured. Lustig might not be back fit. Boyata definitely won't be back as holidays, and if he does, he's not fit. It shouldn't have come to this, Stephen, should you have? No, absolutely not. For a defensive crisis to be hitting us in the most important game of the season. For the second, third year. Yeah, exactly. It's... Most unfortunate, or not even unfortunate. It's it's, pla- it's it's yeah. it's bad planning. This is what this is what really grinds my gears. Every single year, we hear the same chat. Most important games at the beginning of the season. We really need to make sure. There's... Okay, so why are we doing negotiations for players now? Why are we not identifying targets before now and getting them brought in? And don't tell me that no business is done. It's not difficult. I had a wee rummage through potential teams that are about the same level as us, the, you know, the Ajax, the PSVs, the, all the teams, the Zagrebs, all these sorts of teams that are in the, the Champions League bucket along with us, all doing business. Hmm. All of them. Signing handfuls of players, you know. To sign under four players for this stage of the tournament is puts you in a, in, in a rare position and Celtic have brought in one 
already known that they needed to strengthen centre half. They needed to strengthen these positions. I can't get my head. Around, I honestly can't get my head around it. I know there's plenty of time, and I know if we do make it through, then we'll all be sort of there'll be nothing to talk about. But if we don't yeah. make it through, then the, the, who lies? People will be scoffing yeah, this time next scoff. week if, yeah. we've, if we've won. But it's not the greatest of positions to have left ourselves in yet again. Yeah. With this kind of thing. Once again. We knew this from last season. There was going to be four games. That's it. Harder. It was a World Cup year, and two of our starting back four were at the World Cup. So we knew for a fact they weren't going to be there for the first game. At least one. We knew Lustig was going to be gone. Yeah. Morata was up in the air because he yeah. might not have made the squad. Turned out he did. But even still, you have to plan for the worst case scenario. You have to say Boyata's in with a chance of being gone. He's the he's the main defender. Also, but you can also plan for the fact that although you've got Jozo, Hendry, and Compa. Brendan Rodgers will know in his heart of hearts that these three guys can't be relied on. Hmm. Yeah. So, so he'll be looking at the centre of defence going, I've really got Ayer and Boyata here because I don't rate those other three. Celtic like to make a big deal out of the fact that we get into the Champions League. Everybody loves it. We like to mention how much money we get from it. So why make it a difficult, more difficult route for yourself mm-hmm. when UEFA are already making it more difficult for us and the circumstances in the World Cup is making it more difficult? Don't rely on getting there by... Brendan Rodgers' management, you need to give him a hand. He needs to be given the funds to get the players he wants because it's amateur stuff. We're going in with these qualifiers, as you said, the most important games of the season. And the third year in a row, we don't have a centre half pairing. We get Colo right running around the block ahead of us. <laughs> I, I mean, you said it, Millie, we shouldn't be in this position. But as we know, you know, at the end of the transfer windows, when you look at how well your business has done, it just. I put a poll up on the 20 Minute Tim's Twitter account at 20 Minute Tim's and I sort of asked people how much work do you think the team needs? Do you need tweaks? Which I put down as a player or two. Does it need improvement? I put down as three starters so three people in the matchday squad or does it need an overhaul five or six players? And most people although it was a slim margin 51% to 47 thought improvement was required as opposed to tweaks. What, What do you two think? It's difficult because we've lost Roberts and we've lost Armstrong. We've failed to replace either of them. So even if we had them, that we still need to address the right-back position because Gamboa's not going to play now. No. So let him go. Lustig got found out last season. Boyata, you're left in his contract, but that defence last season let in about a million goals in the Champions League proper, so we're wanting to improve on that. So... You're really looking at at least three players that will be in the squad. Always improvement, always improvement. And that's no different from Celtic to Man City to PSG. Every team in the world is looking to improve their squad, no matter who it is. Clyde, asking taxis for the team, (laughs) whoever it is. They want to get a better team this season than they they had last season. It's a a weird one, this, when you pose the question, where does the squad need improved? Theoretically, everywhere. Theoretically, if a better keeper than Craig Gordon became an option to Celtic, we, sh- we should snap him up because I think yeah. he's one that we, we could we could change. dodgy moments again against Alishka. Yeah, What's kicking? Silly, silly, silly stuff. See this though, I'm going, to, I'm going to say it again for the about the third season in a row. See if we are going to play like this again this season. It's Brendan Rodgers' fault. It's every single bit of it is his fault. Because stop asking him. Yeah, stop asking him to do something he is wholly incapable of doing. It's all very well saying yes, but it's what the manager wants. But I... That and reality are two completely different mm. things, and it's all very well Brendan Rodgers being able to say, 
well, it's my fault because I asked him to play like that. Because he knows fine well that no one's going to blame Brendan Rodgers. They're all going to blame the keeper if he makes a complete mess of it. So one of two things has to happen. You have to either adjust the way you want to play and not have Craig Gordon doing that anymore or find someone who can do it. You can't You can't just... You can't, can't just use Craig Gordon as a yeah. human shield. That's it's, it. it's not difficult passes he's getting wrong, but it's easy, simple ones. That one he put out last year for a corner was absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's a lot of carriers doing that as well, yeah. What was it out for a corner from a goal kick? Mm. Brilliant. We definitely we definitely are trying to sign John McGinn though because I think we've had three bids knocked mm. back. Um, do you think Celtic should just look... Hibs are wanting a party for a million. Do you think Celtic should just pay it? Just stump the money up and get the boy? Four million is a lot for a guy that's in the last year he's contracting playing in the Scottish League. That's... Mm. Far too much, that's ridiculous. They're only asking for that because Marin get a third of the fee, so they'll be wanting to get as much money as they possibly can, which is fair enough on their part, but the boy's not worth that. They no. know that, and Celtic know that, and they're not really in a position to be asking for four million. Well, they, they are, they are yeah. yeah, they're not going to get it. Stephen? Interesting the silence coming from the Scottish teams are always underselling their players' brigade. Because mm-hmm. we're always a fan of saying that when it's Celtic holding out for more money for players selling them England, but oh, oh, hurry up, Hibs going to just geese your player for next to none. Well, I I, I saw something and Hibs saw some Hibs fan on Twitter complaining about that, and then I had a wee rummage through and historic Celtic always paid very fair fees to clubs yeah. for for their players previously. You know, we paid how much did we pay for? We paid one and a half for Nadia Chifty. <laughs> that's fair, you reckon? <laughs> that is, that's fair. Uh, we paid about what about a million for Jack Hendry? Over that, yeah, over a million for right. Jack Hendry. We paid a million or so for Stuart Armstrong, who I believe might have been the last year of his contract at the time. Yeah, it was nearly two million for Stuart. Was it? And then we paid we pre-contract for again Mackay Stephen. Paid money to get him early. I, I don't really care what John McKinn is worth to Hibs or Celtic. He's clearly the player that Celtic want at the moment. It doesn't really matter how much I think. He's worth whether it's four million, three point eight million, one point five million, whatever it is. There's a lot of people saying, right, let's just hang on and get him for for free in the summer or sign him up for on a pre-contract in January. But we need players just now. Yeah, that that's, that doesn't do us any good at the moment. Plus, you want to conduct your business the right way. You don't want to go to Gibbs's prized asset and go, much do you want for him? Four million. Ha <laughs> ha. Screw you. We'll take him for free in the summer. You want to try and come to some sort of like middle ground and agreement. And again. That's him, he can't play in the qualifiers now because he made an appearance for Hibs. So the dilly-dallying with the fee has meant, is there a point getting him just now? Or do we just wait till the last day of the window because he's not going to be any use to us in European games? He could play in the league, obviously, but you'd want him. If we get a couple of injuries in midfield like we have in defence, we're thin again because we don't have Armstrong, we don't have Beaton. We've got a, a lot of players there, but... It's fun on the ground when you take away that. Well, that's the thing. I don't think people will still be as keen on waiting until the summer. Next, a full year, waiting for a year to get him if we end up with Scott Allen in midfield yeah. for five or six games at the start of the season. And we're in a similar position with a lot of our players. Namely, you know, we'll run through them, but we've got a lot of players out of contract on mm. our side that we'll be wanting big fees for. So we're on both sides of this fence a wee bit. We're on this side with Scott Brown. The likelihood of him leaving is almost nil. Scott Brown... Is an easy one. He'll he'll sign another Just give contract. Another ten years. Ten, ten years. Out. Although it's it's a strange one though because you don't you don't want sentimentality to rule everything. You thirty three year old players don't really get four year contracts in yeah. clubs for good reason. And Celtic should be no different. I think I think a one or two year contract yeah, is perfectly yeah. perfectly fitting what, what for Scott Brown. What was the Paul Lambert arrangement? 
they weren't in another situation like that. Yeah. So he ended up, he was on a long contract and he basically stopped playing and he started sort of studying for his coaching badges yeah. while still on the playing staff. We, we don't want to, that, totally different to Scott Brown. Scott Brown is going to move into that side of things anyway yeah. with the coaching stuff. But yeah, you don't you don't just go handing out three or four year contracts to 33 year olds. Whether there's 10 in a row down the line, or not. Another one, which we're probably in the most precarious position about, well, it depends on your feelings, I suppose, uh, Boyata, last year of his contract, no word yet that he might sign a new one, but we thought that Tom Rodgick was, so you can never mm. really tell. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers said he's, it's a priority getting him getting him on a contract, but no talks have taken place as yet. Is that an oxymoron? Do those things contradict each other? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a priority, but we it's haven't a, done it yeah, yet. If I say it's a priority to make my dinner, but I've not made it yet, is that, is that an oxymoron? Melly, Boyata? If it was possible, I'd like him to sign a new deal, but as we spoke about this earlier, Stephen said that his stock will never be higher. Mm. There will never be a better time for him to move on. He's just played at the World Cup. He's in the last year of his deal. He's getting 27, is he now? Yeah. So he'll want a, right, right now is the time for him to leave and... See if we can replace him. I know it's difficult getting better players, but he, he is a good defender, but he's not the kind of defender Brendan Rodgers wants where he plays out from mm. the back. So maybe if we could get somebody in to replace him, but we can't even get MD in, never mind replace I'm, I'm really, right I'm now. really torn on Bayata because part of me thinks, look, he's a decent enough player, but we could probably replace him fairly easily. But then when you look back, We've really had trouble recruiting in, in central defence, you know. But I mean, I wouldn't particularly rate Henry just now, Comper at the moment. You know, if that's the best we can come up with, then definitely better keep him. Be- better if, keep if him. he would stay, but from his point of view, 27 he is now. And a few people, when we were tweeting about this, the contract situation, a few people were really surprised at that. I, I don't know why, but I thought he was 23 and, yeah. and, so, and so on. It's because he was such a late bloomer. He didn't play mm. for most of the first half of his career, yeah. realistically. 27, his next contract, his next move, whether it's away or signing a new contract, is the biggest one of his career. It's the most important one that's left in his career. Looking at it from his point of view, I'd prefer him to stay as well, but looking at it from his point of view, and even Brendan Rodgers said in the Invincible book um, by David Friel, he spoke to Boyata when he was 25, when Rodgers first came in and said, look, if, if you're lucky, if you play to your 35, you've got 120 paychecks left. Mm. Like make make the most of it you possibly can. So two years down the line, and he's got this opportunity, as Melly said, his stock will never be higher. Could he stay at Celtic and win trophies and do do really well? Well, he's still sort of, you know, he's kind of hit and miss with the fans. I don't think that many fans would be that that sore to miss out on Bayata. Or could he go and play for... I don't know, off the top of my head, uh, Watford, Newcastle, some of that, easily double his wages and, and test himself in a different league for the last few years of his career. In a league where he probably saw himself playing in the entire time, yeah. he had to come to Celtic to rebuild his career because it never kicked off at Bolton and Man City. But he's done that. It's that old thing we keep going back to. Is Celtic's success making it easy for players to look at it as if as if it's a chapter closed? He's come up here and he's won, what, it must be eight or nine trophies easily by now. <laughs> it must be so. Just gathering them up, handfuls so, and handfuls right, of trophies. Exactly. Once again, like I said with Tierney, if he goes and doubles his money and, and plays for a decent club down south, I ain't mad at you. Nah, I ain't mad at you. If I think he goes, uh, he goes. If he goes, he goes. <laughs> um, James Forrest, the boy who could be the most decorated Celtic player ever and ever and ever. Amen. 
He's in the last year of his contract. He's getting a new deal, isn't he? We, yep. Same boat as Boyata, really, because he's the same age. Could he? Yeah. Could he do all the things that I've just said? But I think his his motivations will be very different to Boyata's. Yeah. I think he's he's not completely well a, a similar boat to Boyata in terms of age and in terms of earning potential and all that. But he's one of the ones, yeah. though, isn't he? He's one of the ones who. Middlesbrough come in on the last day of the season and whip him away. You just think he's yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> um, the, these two, I'm going to group them together, Melly, for you. Christy and Allen, double deal, get them as a twin pack. Um, are we offering them a new deal? No. Nah. Scott Allen, no. Both decent players at SPFL level, yeah. but just I don't think they're good enough for us. Not, nothing bad on them, they're just not good enough. They were bought by a manager who himself wasn't on the level we require and the team's got so much better since then, so they've just been left behind. I'm surprised that Hibbs aren't really interested in Christie's a makeway, um, mm. which is a part of the room because he was Aberdeen's best player two seasons in a row, yeah. almost. Absolutely, and he's he's now at an age where he should be playing now. I think he's 23 or something. He's been at Celtic for quite a long time. I think that's is that three seasons yeah. now, two and a half seasons maybe. Never made any kind of true impact. He's been out on loan for quite a lot of that. Alan is a good bit older. Again, he must move. He has to go and find find a home for himself now after all this time. Christy, I, I, I still don't know about. I don't know what he's capable of because yeah. I don't see that much of Aberdeen. But is he good enough for Celtic? Is he going to is he going to wrestle with Tom Rogic for his position? Don't see it. Perfectly honest. Um, Gamboa, you're five <laughs> years. <laughs> five years. Hear me out. Hear me out. That by that point it will be twelve in a row, and mm-hmm. he'll just Brendan Rodgers will be long gone. But then Chris Davis will have. With the two seasons out of it, he'll step aside and Gamboa is the manager. So what you want Gamboa <laughs> what you want Gamboa to do is you want Gamboa to do what Chris Commons and Anthony Stokes tried to do, and that's wait out a manager. Yeah. So <laughs> the, like they waited out Ronnie, you want to give him a contract long enough to wait out Rogers. No, in, in all seriousness, he's gone. He's Aye. he's absolutely gone. There's absolutely no way he's getting any kind of contract, even as a sort of Stuart Armstrong extension to try and sell him on. He's out the door the first available opportunity. He yeah. has to go for his own sake. Yeah. And yeah. for Steven Sanders. <laughs> he, can't, he can't be seen his man being left with this. De Vries. Uh, Do he retire by now? Yeah, what is he, 37? Yeah. I think yeah, so he's by far the oldest in here. Um, yeah, he, he can go. I mean, he's he's not, no longer required. If if any of the kind of emerging keepers are any good whatsoever, mm. then De Vries doesn't have a look in. Scott Bain's now there. I'm perfectly happy for Scott Bain to be in and around playing a handful of games, probably will this season, I'd imagine. Um no, I, I don't see any place for the Vries at all. Uh, and last but not least, PC Lustig. <laughs> is he getting a new deal? Do you think he's in danger of going? He's not He's not in the Boyata boat. The Boyata um, boat? Yeah, he's not in the Boyata boat. Or, or the Scott Brown one. He's not quite, he's not as old as Scott Brown and he's, he doesn't have the, doesn't have the prospects that Boyata does. Mm. Um I'd be happy for him to get another year, another two years, maybe keep him around, sort of playing rotational with a sort of right-sided centre half, maybe a little bit right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not urgently chasing him out the door by any means, but I don't think he's he's quite the player he has been, and certainly not last season. No, Melly, I'd keep him as yeah. Stephen said, maybe a one two year extension. But yep. really, we're really wanting a right back in because. As we discussed before, his best form for Celtic was probably when Adam Matthews was there mm. and he had competition for his place. So if we get a right back in, I'd be perfectly happy keep Lustig as backup or competition. Do you think we'll get anyone in? Well, first of all, do you think we'll progress past Rosenberg? It's a tricky one, no, no doubt. It was it was tricky last year, uh, separated by the odd goal, a cracking goal at like that. Yep. James Forrest, the, the aforementioned 
qualifier slayer, <laughs> yeah. uh, James Forrest. Uh, it's going, it's going to be a tricky one. Club in turmoil, however. Right. Just sacked their manager. Players are not happy. A bit of a revolt. I think they've, they've got a new manager in, so we'll see if there's a new manager bounce, so to speak. Yeah, does football have a consensus on whether sacking a manager is a good thing or a bad thing for the opposition? Because you hear both. Yeah, you will hear both. Yeah. <laughs> Although, let me ask you this. You sack your manager and you replace him with someone who worked in the club's academy whose previous job was managing Aruba national team which I didn't even know was a country I just thought I see all these weak islands I didn't know they were countries in their own right I'd but be amazed if they even have a football association Haruba he lost five or six games and was right. sacked <laughs> what's Pardew up to these days surely he must have been in Russia <laughs> probably managing some team in Thailand or something um, yeah they are in a bit of turmoil as Melly said sacked a manager why did they sack the manager I have no idea I, I don't really seem to that, it came as a shock it must be there must be more to it because it can't really be their form they're in my chance of winning the league they've got they just won a game as well. Yeah, I think they've won, well, they're in patchy form. They've won four of the last eight games, but they've just gone through against Valour with a, a last-minute penalty from his lordship, yes. Lord Bentner. Not now, a penalty. Oh, oh, the dodgiest of dodgy penalties. If anyone thought that penalty in the World Cup final was a... Was it dodgy than Was it dodgy than ours? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if anyone thought that handball in the cup final was debatable, then go and have a look at this. It's an absolute nonsense. But in fairness, his lordship stuck it away with with a plum. He missed out on the World Cup, so he's going to be he's going to be up for it against against Celtic. Melly Rosenberg think that poses any problems? I do, but I think no matter what team we get from Rosenberg, if we get past Rosenberg. I'm never really going to be confident no. because these games are so difficult. No buys. The situation yeah, there's no league. buys at this level. There is absolutely not. You know, there is I, definitely no buys because we're no buying MD. We're no, <laughs> we're no buying MD for this Rosenberg game. You said it though, Melly. If we, if we progress past Robert Rosenberg, now we're not in the prediction business in this podcast. Um, we 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 get to face AEK Athens. Oh God, we're jinxing this. My undefeated Europa League last season in eight games won the league. Do you know how they won the league last season? Uh, oh, was actually won the league mm-hmm. but the chairman was so incensed by a decision that happened in I think the last game of the season that he took to the pitch with a gun strapped strapped yeah. I, <laughs> son was strapped um, and that, that was enough and unfortunately which I think is a bit of a bullshit regulation but apparently that gets your league title taken off you <laughs> guns imagine <laughs> that happened in this country five game bans <laughs> for cupping your heels in this country <laughs> and strolling about on the pitch holding heavy um, we've never played them before no, no, I was surprised at that actually because they, they did put out in Stevens one of your favourite seasons when Rangers came third in the two horse race. Oh yeah, yeah, because were obviously in the right. Champions League qualifiers came up against AK. Oh, did they? they put them out. I, I don't I think don't... we'll we'll talk too much about that game, but let no. me just let I me was just ask you. Read that though, um, that they've never played them because they're one of these sort of perennial European teams that you would expect Celtic to come up against. Did like Rangers Rosenberg. not have a famous game against them a couple? In the nineties, in the nineties, yeah. aye, and played Hearts and St Johnston, I think maybe yeah. in recent years, but never, never Celtic. There's equal amounts of people on Twitter saying that's a great tie, saying it's a nightmare tie. I don't know an awful lot about AK Athens at the moment, but I will do my homework before the next, yeah, yeah, play the next podcast. We've got two games against Rosenberg, which which essentially could be quite tricky ties. So that's that. Rosenberg on Wednesday. Any other business, gents? Would you like me to tell you about a little interesting interview I read about this week? <laughs> Now this might come as a surprise to you. It certainly shocked me, um, and it really made me really made me 
you know, if something happens, it just makes you look at someone differently. You thought someone was a stand-up guy, then it turns out, you know, they stole some money or something that makes you look at them differently. I thought Derek Brichter was an honest footballing professional. We trapped that boy. Aye, we trapped him at Celtic, you know. um, It turns out he only stayed at Stephen because we were paying him so much money. Right. He said this in an interview midweek. I'll dig out the actual quote. Winston Bogard did it, really. (laughs) Bobo Baldi did it, really. Paul Paul Lambert (laughs) <laughs> oh, I take that back. <laughs> I the the wing wizard that was <laughs> Dirk Brichter. We, we we named a pod. We, we named a we named a podcast after Dirk Brichter. Can you remember what it was called? Diamonds Arbor Brichter. Yes, yeah, Diamonds Arbor Brichter. He says they wanted to get rid of me, but I stayed. And I say this honestly, it was because of the money. <laughs> the salary was too good to give up, and especially if you see my club, what my club history was. So basically what he was saying was I was getting paid for doing absolutely nothing. Um, it went on to say that we offered him three months money. So re- severance. Yeah, right, okay. and he refused that and took 12. So that's that's a message to all footballers there. Mm-hmm. Gamboa, if you're listening, don't take any payoff. No. <laughs> Just knock back the first offer. Dig in those nails. <laughs> Dig in, sit out and they'll pay you. He's been proven he made the right decision because he ain't got a paycheck since then. He so. obviously knew. He no, knew he was I... finished. He was never going to get another club. This is all Celtic's fault. Yeah. They signed a dud in the first place. A guy who... Nickname was... was Sitnote. Yep, Sitnote. <laughs> um, I've heard his nickname was Tampax, apparently, um, because he was in for one week out for three. <laughs> which is gross. That's really Re- gross. Revolting. Well, that, maybe that's a, a marketing ploy for the new sanitary product. You can get him Celtic holding yeah. them up. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it is entirely Celtic's fault. The guy was famous for being injury prone, and Celtic signed him and gave him a. I'm led to believe a, a fair old pay packet Aye. for for a few years. We did this recently when he announced his retirement. But any excuse to just go back into it, he cost excluding wages, he cost Celtic five thousand four hundred ninety five pounds per minute of action. <laughs> was he four million quid or something? Two. Or was he not quite as much as that? However. That makes him an absolute bargain compared to the £6,667 per minute that a certain Mohammed Bangura oh. cost. <laughs> that 23 minutes against Ross County, but he was amazing. Do you, know, do you know what I was doing actually the other day? I don't know why I'd done this. I started to look up what sort of career that, I mean, you know, that list of flop strikers, the Banguras and the Polish guy, what was his name? Brozek. Brozek. Pukie. Baldi. Baldi. I looked back at these guys. Timo Pukie. Signed for Norwich, mm. and he's been on. He's been on it a game, and actually, enough, I thought he was the one that joined us with the most promise out of all those. We came from Schalke, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Decent Good, level, yeah. Decent level, decent scoring record, and he's, he's, he's sort of recaptured that wee bit in pre-season for Norwich. Just wait till they find out you're absolutely gutless. <laughs> <laughs> um, Celtic's under 19s beat Man U under 19s in the Milk Cup. Although it's called, it's called the Super Cup or something, aye. The Milk Cup. And that's what it's called, it's Milk Cup. Terrible. Yeah, I watched a bit of that game. It was actually quite quite encouraging. Usually I have no interest in these things whatsoever because as much as people like to keep an eye on the, the sort of the, the future of Celtic, mm. that's not really what it is because there's the under-19s, there's the development squad, and then there's a vast yawning chasm, and then there's the first team. Almost none of these players will be recognisable as Celtic players in, in coming years. But I was sitting... Watching that, so nothing else on on Saturday afternoon. It was actually a fairly impressive game. Both teams played pretty well. Both have a, a pretty decent standard. And uh, your boy Henderson, Liam's yeah. brother Ewan, isn't it? Yeah, is that, was, that wee guy that makes those Facebook videos about how kind and caring he is? Shut up. And how girls shouldn't yeah. be sad for being fat and things like that. <laughs> that's the very one. Celtic that have him? snapped him up. That, that's <laughs> such, a, of the lo- season. such a lovely boy. <laughs> 
but yeah, very impressive. He he looks the part. I know he's been involved in the first team a little bit. Um, Aitchison played as well, and yeah, all all very promising. Sadly, Melly, we've got some bad news for you. Um, that means to even though you were in Paris, we don't want to text you and ruin your ruin your weekend. Um, James McLean signed for Stoke. Yes, fortunately, somebody tagged me on Twitter and told me so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> I was having the time of my life. Celtic tops everywhere. Listening, you just can't get enough by Depeche Mode. And then the bombshell comes down that James McLean will not be signing. It's, it's a bit of a frustrating one, that, because by all accounts, I think Stoke paid £5 million, yeah. which in England means that if he'd been sold to a club outside England, it's probably a hundred thousand pounds. He's basically got ah, he's gone for a tenner. Aye. to Stoke, essentially. Yeah. Um, As it, we said, I don't think he's a great player. But no, that's not why I was. Oh, no, you're signing for the image rights. Yes. Think how many, think how many free dairy tattoo t-shirts we could sell at the Celtic shop. They'd be There's selling better. They'd be selling better than those orange hun strips. That's for that's for damn sure. The, the dream is over. Sadly, he joins the ranks of Ian Hart, Darren Huckerby, Robbie yeah. Keane. Looked like he was going to do that for years, but then eventually did sign for Celtic. Yeah. Sadly, it wasn't wasn't to be. Craig Bellamy, Anatoly Timoshuk, Roman so, Pavlachenko. <laughs> Add them to the list of guys that never that never made it. Who was that left back they were linked with for about five years straight? Cadillac. Cadillac. There's a man that would come on the pitch with a gun, James McLean, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Rifle. <laughs> um, and that's that's that, I suppose. Oh, actually, yeah. Let's talk about these new strips quickly because last week I said last week I did say that all three strips were honking. Let me just take that. Let me just rewind the away strip. That's a green, the white one with the green yes, sleeves. Yep. That's decent. I've seen it on people. Um, the sort of voluminous yellow one is... I didn't like it to begin with. Again, once I saw it on Kieran Tierney on Instagram, I was like, that's a, that's a nail of that strip. Mm. But alas, I'm a grown man who doesn't spend £80 on T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm forced into an embarrassing claim down about the third one myself. Yeah. I actually quite like it. I think it looks quite kind of modern and sleek and there's something a little bit German about it. Uh-huh. Not necessarily Borussia Dortmund because I know that that's the obvious comparison, but it's the... It's like a, a sort of lesser-known, cool, hipster European shirt. Aye. And I saw it on our future captain, Christopher Ayer, and I thought, nah, 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 that <laughs> looks very good. <laughs> Easy, big fella. Easy. Oh, always looks better when you see it on professional athletes Aye. rather than fat guys out in the street. Excuse or... me, mate. I don't know if you can... Can you get a triple XL for somebody with shoulders or size of mine? <laughs> shoulders for days. Shoulders for days. Um, and that is that is absolutely everything. We'll wind that podcast on that bombshell. Um just a couple of wee bits of housekeeping. We are available on the Celtic News Now app. Um, that guy who does loads of Celtic stuff. He's a must-have yeah, for he, all fans, yeah. He's brought an app out that's got all your Celtic news and stuff. You can catch our podcast on there. And we're also on TuneIn Radio, which I believe is on Amazon Prime Alexa mm. thingy. So you can see Alexa play the latest podcast. I'm I've sure got it there. on Now TV as well. Just type in TMT and there mm. we are. We come up. So we're there. And obviously we have our Patreon, which is just running all the time. Um, and that's patreon.com slash 20 minute tins if you want some extra podcasts and bits and bobs check out there thanks for listening
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 